Hey, this is Scotty Dingus, pastor of West Logan Church. We are glad you're joining us for our podcast today. I hope you find what you need in today's message. Prevail into a new season, and we're going to go to a familiar passage that I've never preached quite this way before, but I have referred to this passage. I preach from this passage, but we're going to look at it a little bit different. I'm not going to preach long tonight. I just feel like I need to pray with people. There should be a time at the altar tonight, but Genesis 32, 24 through 28 says, so Jacob was left alone. Notice that, left alone. And a man came and wrestled with him until daybreak. And, and, and some scripture says the angel of the Lord. Uh, many say Christ came and wrestled with Jacob. So when the man saw that he, when Christ had saw that he had not prevailed against Jacob or that he had touched his hip joint, and Jacob's hip was dislocated as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go, for day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you declare a blessing on me. He said, I'm not going to let go until you bless me. So he asked him, what is your name? He said, Jacob, which means trickster, supplanter, schemer. And he said, your name said, I'll no longer be Schemer, trickster, Jacob. But Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Now catch that. Never really went into that before at the end of that verse. Verse 28 says that you, that you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. But it came to that point that he prevailed. Struggled with God, struggled with man. When you're in a season of struggle, it seems like you struggle with it all. With your relationship with God, you struggle. Not that you're wanting to quit, but just some questions happen usually in that time. Trying to figure some things out. So there was a struggle taking place in Jacob's life with God and with man, but he had prevailed, declaring the angel of the Lord. So God here, as we know in Scripture... Especially in the Pentateuch, first five books of the Bible being the Torah, the Pentateuch, and referred to as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Referred to as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. God being referred to as a God of any human is boggling to me as if a human owns him. But God allows us to have such relationship with him that we can say, that is my God. And Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was so known due to the relationship of God that the people would refer, but God, as he was speaking to Moses, writing the first five books of the Bible, that under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Moses wrote down the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the concept is this, is that the greater is the possessor of the lesser, but however, God allows us to an extent to be a possessor of him, that we can say he is my God, that we are in covenant relationship, that we are his people. He is our God, though God is the owner of everything, and we are managers. We know that, but when it comes to relationship with him, God allows us to have somewhat of a possession there as we are called his people he is also our god and he wants us to make him our god 
to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We see that so much in Scripture. But however, we get to this man tonight, not the Abraham, not the Isaac, not the Jacob. So tonight, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm going to preach to some Jacobs tonight. I believe we all can identify at a time in our life being a Jacob. I believe it's human nature somewhat. Now, there's some people that are just already in Abraham. I don't like those people. I don't like those Isaac people. But I want to talk to some Jacobs tonight. You know I'm joking, right? But Jacob being a schemer, supplanter, being a trickster all of his life. And Jacob is this guy that always has something going on that you cannot get to. You know, the person that keeps coming around, you're like, I'll figure him out. But you never figure him out. I just can't put my finger on it with that person. But they always got more going on than they let us know or anybody else know. They're scheming. They're tricking. And, and you finally figure out maybe that's it. Maybe it's the scheme and the trick. And Jacob, if you'd meet him before he wrestled with God on that night, that's what you would have had to say about Jacob. You'd say, I just can't put my finger on the things that's, that he is working on in his life. He's saying all this, but there's more to it. One thing for sure we know about Jacob is the fact that he always had his eyes on the blessing. I mean, you think about it. Here he is wrestling with God. God's wrestling him down. That's the way I look at it. God is wrestling him and him not wrestling God. But finally, he says, you know what? I like this match. Jacob had enough fire in him that he said, I'm not going to let go. And I said, I won't let go until you bless me. You're like, Jacob, if you study out his life, like, that's all you've done is go after the blessing. And this is odd. And from the earliest days, Jacob was so fixated upon blessing that he would do anything to get it, even if it meant that he had to do things that did not look right and things that were not right. Jacob would do things to get the blessing. We know the story about his older brother Esau is the one that was supposed to inherit the blessing from the father because he was the eldest son. And Esau being the hunter, and the, he was a man that had a lot of hair, all right? And he's reddish, a, a, a tint, his hair. And, and, but he was a strong man, but yet Esau didn't have the desire for blessing that Jacob did. So Jacob tricked his father in thinking that he was Esau. And we can go all into that tonight, but he tricked him. He took the blessing. Esau said, I'm going to kill him. And, and he knew that Esau could kill him. So what does he do? He runs from his father's house. He runs from his brother Esau. He runs from everything that he knows in the, just because of a blessing. In the New Testament, we find that God was not happy with Esau, though. That God was really not the happiest with Esau because of the way that he handled the blessing. Because he did not pursue it. What God loved about Jacob is the fact, not what he'd done wrong, God liked the fire in Jacob. He liked the fact that he would go after something. He liked the fact that he wouldn't throw in the towel. He would not give up. That he would continue to fight. In fact, we read in Romans 9, 9 and 13. They'll put it up for you. It says this, and it's written, and forever remains written, Jacob I love, chose, protected, blessed. But Esau I hated, held in disregard, compared to Jacob, it's not that God actually hated Esau. It's the fact that God despised Esau's ways. It's not the fact that God loved that Jacob was just such a trickster 
It's the fact that God liked the fire and the passion in Jacob. And God knew one day, you know what? I'm going to be able to use this man, but I'm going to have to wrestle him down. I'm going to have to hurt him a little bit. I'm going to have to dislocate something possibly in his life in order for him to depend upon me. Esau had access to the blessing, but he did not go after it. He never did go after the blessing. Though he had access, he was passive about it. And tonight I want to talk to some people that you're still fighting, you're still warring. Jacob did not have access to blessing, but he went for it. Jacob is the trickster. And the funny thing about tricksters is, is that God will allow a trickster to run into someone better at the game than they are. I'm telling you, when you run into somebody, it's got something a little bit of you in it, but it's a lot more on them. That's God trying to wake you up. That if you don't get this thing under control, that's what you're going to be. So God introduces Jacob to his future father-in-law, Laban. Laban seemed like a great guy, but he was far ahead of Jacob in this game. He said, you work seven years for me, you can have Rebecca, my daughter. Jacob's game. He worked seven years for him. Consummates a marriage that night. And next morning, wakes up. It's not Rebecca next to him, it's Leah. And according to Scripture, Leah just wasn't the greatest, okay? <laughs> not to look at according to Jacob or anything. So Jacob did not have it. And he's like, you lied to me. He said, I'll tell you what. You've done a good job working for me. You work another seven years, and you can have Rebecca. So you, Jacob ran into a man that was more of a trickster and a schemer than he was. I believe it began to wake something up in him. No doubt. I believe God allowed him to have some life lessons, but he loved this woman, Rebecca, so much that he would work another seven years. Back then, you could have a few wives. That's not healthy today. I would not advise that. I'm, I'm only, I can only do good with one. I don't feel like I do good all the time without any guys can say amen tonight. Amen. amen. There you go. I, got, I got a church with me tonight. Come on. Your women's like, he better say amen. My man better say amen. So, <laughs> but when God wants to get something out of you, sometimes he will put you in contact with someone that has something like you, but at a higher level so you can see where it is going in your life. And there's a wake-up call for him. And I know some of you look at yourself tonight as an Abraham or an Isaac. I'm just rich in faith like Abraham. I am just so obedient like Isaac. But yet, yet I believe tonight there's some Jacob in us that God wants to speak to. In Genesis 24, the Bible says that Jacob was left alone. When God really wants to deal with you, he knows how to get you alone. You can go to a, a stadium and watch a game with 67,000 people in it and still be alone. Amen. You know what I'm talking about. You can work with people all day long, but still be alone. There's a way that God can bring you to a place of isolation so he can get you where he wants to get you. And tonight, maybe you feel alone. Maybe you feel like I've been around so many people. I've been with kids all day. I've been with people all day. I've done business. I've been to the store. I've worked. But yet, I feel isolated in my life. 
and alone. And there's times I've been pastoring this church and talking to people, meeting them all day, but still feel isolated because God is trying to set me up for something. And when God really wants to deal with you, he knows how to get you alone. And when God really wants to get to you, he knows how to get you away from your circle of friends, your power structure. He knows how to get you away from everything that you are familiar with in life. Have you ever been alone and thought it was meant for you just to have no activity and be alone? You're like, I'm alone. I guess I'll just Netflix what I want to Netflix. Nobody is going to dictate that to me. I'm by myself. I'm watching what I want. going to do what I, I get to eat my favorite snack right here. That happens every night for me for about 9.30 to about 10.30 or 11. Hey, it is. I'm just alone. There I am. I'm waiting for Kristen, the promise, for her to come set. I'm like, she promises this every night. She fulfills it maybe two out of the five nights of the weekday that she'll come in there and sit with me for a little bit. She's usually working, and Ethan is just chilling, doing a lot. Yeah, I'll watch something with you. I'm like, you'll watch a game every now and then, but a lot of nights, that is that moment of time. Favorite snack, if I'm trying to do right, <laughs> no snack. And, and, you know, and, and it can be fun, but then there's those times that it's just not that moment. But she could be beside me. He can be in the other recliner, and I'm still isolated. That's when it gets real. Even though they're in the room and you're with people, you're isolated. See, this time, God used the, he used the aloneness to get to Jacob and to bring Jacob to the place he needed to be. God did not just want to be, hear me on this, God did not just want to be the God of Abraham. And not just the God of Isaac. But he had not became the God of Jacob yet. Had not became that yet. They had conversations. He had dreams about God. He talked to God. God talked to him. But yet he had not became that God for Jacob just yet. Tonight, maybe God's trying to wrestle you so he can be the God of Sally. The God of Susie. The God of Tom. Maybe tonight is the night that is a whole new defining point for you. Maybe this season is just you prevailing to a new season. See, the next time you know in Genesis 32 happens and Jacob begins to wrestle with the angel of the Lord all night long. This is the wrestling that wrestles with us. This is when we're wrestling with God. We're talking to him. We're alone. He, we know he's there, but yet we're agitated still yet. We know he's there, but we're still aggravated. We're not really wanting to wrestle. He's wrestling. You remember as a kid, the kid that would always want to wrestle, you didn't feel like and they would want to do it, and you're like, yeah, no, no, no. Or even when you get to where I'm at in life, and a kid wants to wrestle, like, you know, I'm tap. There's a younger man over there. And, and you know what I'm talking about. And this is the time that God says, I, I'm going to be your God. We're talking, but it's going to get deeper than just a talk. It's going to get deeper than just a promise over your life. Jacob was set up isolated, but Jason, Jacob had someone inside of him hungry for the more. I believe I'm preaching to people hungry for the more tonight. This is the wrestling that wrestles with us. I think it's time that we get a picture of Christ in some ways, that he will wrestle us down to the ground if need be. Listen, you hang out in relationship with him. 
He's going to wrestle you down to the ground. In wrestling, they call that a double leg. He'll double leg you. Next thing you know, he's on you. But yet, that doesn't mean that all the change happens. You have to love Jacob because he's not backing down from this wrestling match. In fact, the angel's like, I, I can't prevail against this guy. I can't even win. I, I've wrestled with other people, but there's something different about this Jacob. I'm wrestling with him, and he won't give up. In fact, God's saying, this is what I like about him. He's not going to give up until he gets the blessing. He's been after a blessing all his life, but he hasn't received the right blessing yet. In fact, we may be blessed in so many areas of life, but have we received the blessing of favor that God can just completely overshadow in our life? In fact, the angel of the Lord knocked out his hip to try to give him to back off, to get him to let go. He said, I'll knock his hip out of joint. I'll make it hurt a little bit. Sometimes when you're wrestling with God, life will hurt you. Your emotions will be scarred. Life begins to hurt. Things that you never thought would happen will happen. Things that's disappointing begins to take place. People that you thought would never say that, say that. People you thought that would never do that, does that. People you thought would never walk out on you, walks out on you. I mean, I can go on about this all day long. But God is looking for some of you that even though you're hurt, that keep on wrestling with him. Because you're going to prevail to a new season. Genesis 32 says, then he said, let me go for the day's breaking. This is what he says. He says, listen, Jacob, the day's breaking. It's daylight outside. The sun is rising. But Jacob said, I'm not going to let go until you declare blessing on me. And the angel was saying, we, we've done this all night. Why don't you just let go? It's daylight. Jacob said, I'm not letting go until you bless me. You're in a wrestling match tonight with God. You're in a wrestling match. You have been hurt. You've been wounded. You've been disappointed. You've been agitated. You've been frustrated. Your life seems like it's been turned upside down. Though you're in a room full of people, you're isolated. You need to wake up and realize that tonight you're wrestling with God. Amen. You're wrestling. Jacob was always after the blessing this time. Jacob is like, you know what? There's something about this. I've never been this hurt. I've never been this upset. I, I've never had this type of physical pain, this type of emotional pain. I've never had such things happen to me. So you know what? But I've got a hold of something here. I believe that God has set me up. I, Jacob's like, you've set me up for this all-nighter. You've kept me up all night. You try to get me to let go. Why did you really show up, God? Why are you really here in my season like this, God? God, why is it that you would have let you know my steps? I've acknowledged you in all my ways, and you've directed my paths. I've established myself upon your word and your foundation, and you've never let me down. Why would you bring me here now, God? I believe God's brought us here to finish this match. It's time to wrestle. I'm not going to let go until I'm blessed. Take some wrestling to get into the blessing that God has for you. Everything I've ever gotten in God, it was a wrestling match. Me not wanting to, me in times wanting to let go, but on the inside of me, I'm not letting go. Emotions wanting to let go. Physically wanting to let go. But someone inside of me spiritually down talking, talking back to those thoughts that are contrary to the will of God in my life. 
They said, I'm not going to receive those thoughts. I'm not going to receive those things that are contrary to the promise of God in my life. I will be healed. I will have purpose. I will be delivered. I will be blessed going in and coming out. I will overcome the enemy in this thing. It don't matter what they may say against me. Every word that they say against me will fail because God has a word of my life and that is his promise. I'm prevailing to a new season. If you don't let go, you'll prevail. You'll be blessed. The fact that you're still wrestling tells me that you're still in a fight. The fact that you're still wrestling tonight tells me that it's meant for you to prevail. The fact is that you even came in this house tonight lets me know that God's not done with you and you're definitely not done with God. I know things are moving, but the reason why they're moving is because we're wrestling. And I want to declare you will prevail. Jacob is saying, I won't let go until you bless me. A new day is breaking, just like a new day was breaking in the wrestling match. He's like, listen, Jacob, the sun's rising. The birds are chirping in the air. You're like, you you're like, you better believe it. I know that, that, that his mercies endure forever that morning may be during the night but when, when but, but when the morning is over in the night then all of a sudden the morning when the sun rises again I can rejoice I can say that his mercies are new I can declare a new season and a new day and a new life new health new mental health new spiritual experience Jacob is saying I'm not going to let go no 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 hear me he said, this is a new walk for me even. This is a new season. See, Jacob has his hip out of joint, but he's still hanging on for a new blessing. Somewhere you have to say, I'm not letting go of the things of God until I receive everything that he has for me. This does not mean that you become ungrateful for what you have. You can be thankful and grateful for everything that you have in your life but still look in the future and say, my best days are still ahead. My better days are still in front of me. Amen. This is how do you word that? This is how I would word that. For me in my life, I would say, I've not preached my best message yet. I've not heard our worship team write their greatest song yet. I've not heard our greatest testimony as a church yet. I, I, I've not seen the most incredible miracles that God has for us yet. I've still got bigger doors ahead for the ministry here. I still yet believe our praise will be greater than what it is now. My greatest breakthrough, our church's great, greatest breakthrough is still ahead of us. You think I'm blessed now? You've not seen nothing yet? Devil, there is more ahead of me. So how can you say this for your life? You've got your song. You've got your message. You've got your testimony. God's got miracles for your house. He's got doors you've not even seen yet. You've got a praise and a dance in you that you've not even given out yet. You've been blessed now, but I'm telling you the blessing that's ahead of you is greater than everything that has been behind you. There is more ahead than behind. I'm not letting go until you bless me. I believe there's some Jacobs tonight. You've got that part of you that you've been wrestling things. I'm not preaching to an Abraham or Isaac. I'm preaching to some Jacobs that are wrestling all night. A dislocated hip, but I'm not letting go. You see, the angel of the Lord says, okay, this is just the way that it is. Jacob's like, I'm not letting go. And he's like, I can see God now just up into heaven. He's like, I like this guy. I like him a lot. Even with a dislocated hip, he's wrestling. He's not letting go. But God's like, 
we got him right where we want him. Because now he's desperate. And the angel says to Jacob, what's your name? In other words, what do people call you? I've never wrestled with someone so relentless. Someone with so much fire and fervor. Someone that's been hit on every side and yet stay at wanting to wrestle and still go forward. And he said, they call me Jacob. In other words, he said, they call me the trickster, the schemer. They call me the one that's been hurt. They call me the wounded. They call me the one that will never make it. They call me that I can't make it another day. They call me and say, I won't last. They call me and say that I am too weak. They call, that's what they call me. Then all of a sudden, this is when he said, you know what? You're not going to be called that any longer. So you need to receive this for yourself tonight, that you're not weak, that you're not losing your mind, that you're not losing your health, that you're not losing your family, that you're not losing your region, that you're not losing your business, that you're not losing your job, that you're not losing your blessing, that you're not losing the things that God's given you. You'll no longer be called all those things, but I will call you a prince with God because you got power with God and man and you have prevailed though you struggled with God and man. You will prevail tonight. You're going to prevail. You've struggled with God. You've struggled with man. You've struggled in this world. you struggled physically, spiritually, Spiritually, emotionally, but yet God said, I'm going to let you prevail. See, when you have the power of God, when you have his power in your life, you're going to prevail. Jacob struggled with God and man. I would be a liar if I told you I never did struggle with what God was wanting to do. Or how he was going to do it. Many seasons I would say I am wrestling. But ultimately I'm usually on the floor. Not letting go and saying God this is it. And then that's when the breakthrough comes. He wrestles us until he can get us to that place of submission. Of whatever you want to do. But I'm not letting go until you do it God. It comes to the place of desperation. If we did not have seasons where we would tried so hard, then we would not understand how to celebrate a breakthrough when it came. My greatest praise that I still give, you hear me up here, praising, lifting my hands, that's my personality. That's God using my worship, my praise. But many times that has came from places where I have been through the fire, through the storm, through the valley, where I've had doubters in my life, naysayers in my life, where I've had self-doubt and still overcame, where I've been wounded and yet been healed, when I've been physically hurt and been healed, emotionally hurt, still been healed, when some deep things have taken place in my life that I'm like, God, you just got to get this out of me, and he delivers it out of my life. That's where that kind of praise comes from. See, no one can stop you from the blessing of God in your life. No one can stop you from the new day of favor and all those things. And you wrestle with God. But what God gives, you, we know no man can take. But everything that man gives, we know they have the opportunity to take. And every door that man opens, they can shut. But God, when he opens a door, no man can shut those doors. And you've got to declare that I've got gifts. And I've got doors from God that he has called me into. And I'm going to prevail into those things. I want to give you this last verse tonight from this story. Genesis 32 and 31. Now the sun rose on him, and he passed Peniel. 
and he was limping because of his hip. He gets up from this wrestling match. As he is up and he's walking, he literally has a limp. Jacob never walked the same. Some of the most blessed people you have ever met walked with a limp. In fact, it would be okay to ask somebody that is close to God. They would know the story, and I'm sure they do. What made you limp? What made you walk differently? What was the breaking point for you? For Jacob, from that moment on, he walked with a limp because his hip was dislocated. In fact, I think it would be good to say that we shouldn't trust people in the kingdom that do not have a limp. Find someone that has a limp and learn from them. Because then you know they know what it is to wrestle with God and see a change in our life. Walking with a limp just means you trust God more than you trust man. See, I've learned that God will wrestle you down until you change, until you accept the change. You'll not get the limp. My prayer tonight is, please, God, let me accept my limp and my change. God will outlast you and wrestle you down. God will get you alone. God will bring you to the place of change, but you've got to be the one that refuses to let go. You may be walking into your new season with a limp. Why would God do that? Because you cannot afford to walk into the new season that God has for you like you walked in the last season. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to reach out to us, please contact us through social media or at westloganchurch.com.